Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is forgiveness. Let's do this. Did you know that Kinda Dating Now has merch? Yep. We collaborated with tpublic.com to create t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, iPhone cases, and so much more. Picking up one of our items is a great way to support the show and grab some swag for yourself. So swing over to tpublic.com or follow the link in the description of this episode to grab yours today. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel, and you're listening to Kinda Dating. I really believe there's one major thing holding all of us back from really shining and honestly getting some good ass. And that's forgiveness. It's this distant concept. It's this distant concept we all hear, but it's so hard to implement. Much like that fuck boy or girl or person, it's kind of shrouded in mystery. But unlike the fuck boy, cracking this code will actually lead to peace. Today, we're going to break down forgiveness in hopes that we can all be a little kinder to ourselves going forward. Uh, But before we jump in, I have Aisha here. Hey. (laughs) Your voice is just the best. It just makes my day. (laughs) Oh, do it again. Do do that again. (laughs) Thank you. you want to tell everybody that they should subscribe yeah, to the podcast? Yeah, everybody subscribe to the podcast wherever podcasts are subscribed to. Listen, tell a friend, share, like, give us five stars, a review, and especially on iTunes because that's that's where we get the biggest stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's yes. what matters. Uh, we're also guys on social media, so follow us. We're at Kind of Dating across the board. I am at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha dot Chandel on TikTok. I am at Aisha Says Dance everywhere there is social media. And the last of our business, guys, we have merch available, kind of dating merch. You can get T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, fucking mouth pads. It's amazing. Uh, Please support us and our show um, by getting some of that on tpublic.com. Okay. I am just thrilled to have a second episode with this wonderful guest who you just heard last week talking to us about boundaries. So we have therapist, content creator, author of Set Boundaries, Find Peace, a guide to reclaiming yourself. We have Nedra Glover-Tawab here with us. Hello. Hi. You also have this like amazing Mm -hmm. voice. Oh, And the cutest dimples. (laughs) Thank you. I, I agree with the dimples, but it's it's so hard listening to your own voice. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's so it's it's look, it it took us a long time to be able to to do this. I still don't like listening back to episodes. People don't know that. But it's it's tough. It's tough listening to yourself. I guess that's yeah. metaphorical in many right. ways. We don't like to listen. <laughs> Ugh, it's so true. Yeah. Uh, now I'm like, shit, why uh, don't I listen to myself? <laughs> All in my head. Thank you, Nedra. Uh, you know, we, we did this amazing episode on boundaries, 
which is uh, we should have done it a long time ago. We talk about it a lot on the show. So thank you for that. Um, I feel like some concepts in that marry well with this week's topic, which is forgiveness. Um, you know, our producer Karina was talking about it recently on her Instagram stories and um, about having a hard time forgiving herself for the, for her past. I think we've all kind of gone through it. We always like to sort of start off with like, what the fuck are we talking about with this concept? Um, how would you explain forgiveness to someone? I would explain forgiveness as an openness to healing from whatever pained you. Mm-hmm. And do you find in sort of your years in therapy and working with clients and stuff, is it hard for people to forgive themselves? Absolutely, because we hold ourselves unreasonably so accountable for things that happened to us that were outside of our control. Like, I shouldn't have dated someone who was like blank. And it's like, yeah, you probably wouldn't have dated that person if on the first date they would have said, I'm an emotional manipulator and I love to have relationships with other people. Mm -hmm. Hi. You know, like, yeah, nobody would date that person. But when someone seems charming and they get into your head and they start to figure out ways to manipulate you, it's a lot easier to go with the flow of the relationship. And that is, you know, sometimes the intention for that person to get you wrapped up in this story. And then at the end of it, you're like mad at yourself. Like, why did I do that? Well, you did it because you didn't know what was happening. So forgive yourself for doing things when you weren't aware of what was happening behind the scenes. Yeah, because the concept of forgiveness, we we often think it's it's always about just forgiving the other person, mm-hmm. right? Especially in relationships, I think we'll always get down to a point where I think eventually we forgive some of us. Eventually, forgive somebody else for wronging us, but we hold that self loathing for ourselves for a really long time. Um, you know, I. I Semi mentioned it a little bit in the last one, but after my abusive relationship, I made myself truly pay for that for 10 years. Pay for it. Mm. I mentally told myself I didn't deserve anything. I didn't deserve love. Everything I went through was karma. I didn't even do anything. That person was fucking abusing me, but I was so mad at myself of like, how could I have gone from here to bringing myself down here and it was all my fault and I fucking that you know that all falls on me and eventually I always said I was like oh I forgive that person I never want him to know that mm-hmm. I don't ever want to tell him that directly but I forgave him on the inside but not yeah. myself um is that sort of like do, do you see people doing that like making themselves pay or am I just nuts No, I think people do make themselves pay by restricting themselves from being able to enjoy life. You know, you see that a lot with childhood trauma where people will say, I can never be in a healthy relationship. I can never trust people because I couldn't trust my parents. And um, the truth of it is we, we can learn to trust people, but the only way that we could do it is by trusting people. And that's really hard when You've been, you know, traumatized as a child or abused in relationships that, you know, sometimes it can be hard to to gain the courage to trust people. 
but we have to, to trust that all people are not the same. Um, there are so many great, amazing people in the world. Oh my gosh, you know, stranger kindness is real. Um, good Samaritans are real. Like so many wonderful people exist. And then there are some people who are trash, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And so uh-huh. you, we, we, we seem to think that, you know, the few people who are just not great people are the majority. And it's just not true. It's just not true. We, we unfortunately um, don't consider that another part of the world exists where people are good and they are kind and they care about us. They don't have ulterior motives. And we can be in healthy relationships with these people. Yeah, it is so, so weird and scary to think that everything you've sort of taught yourself as self-defense mm-hmm. uh, is not real. Like, mm-hmm. like what you said. I mean, I also grew up in a, you know, very abusive or d- dysfunctional home and I kept thinking the world is crazy, mm-hmm. but it was only because I kept seeing that in the world. And then I was like, wait, 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 just like fucking be rational about this. I'm like, there's 7 billion people. You've, you've met more good people than you've met fucked up people. Mm-hmm. And to sort of shift that, that perspective, um, you know, something I was reading was a lot of people struggle with the forgiveness part because they don't trust themselves not to make the same mistake again. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And sometimes we do, we do make the same mistake again, but just know that you're learning. But hopefully the second time you pick up on it and get out of there quicker, mm-hmm. faster. So it's not that you'll never meet anybody else who, you know, who's, who would mistreat you. You might. This time, instead of, you know, staying in a relationship for 10 years, maybe you only stay for two. And then the next time on the second date, you might say, oh, no, I know where this is going. You know, so so we get better. I I hope, you know, that we get better with what we tolerate and how we tolerate it. And we start to see the signs a little earlier. Uh, But it doesn't mean that you are entitled to forever date people who are healthy for you. But it doesn't mean that you need to quit. There's a lot of vitality still left in us. And people actually win when we give up on our lives because of what they've done to us. They are winning. They are forever in your spirit. They have ruined every relationship you could have. And so to honor yourself, we have to say, oh, no, no, no. You took two years. I'm not going to allow you to take 10 more. You know, that was a terrible two. But you know, I have a lot of years left and what I will not do is let you to let you take the rest of them because I'm so hung up on, you know, no one will ever. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. Is it important that we forgive those people who have wronged us? Like, or is it like, you know, sort of like Natasha's like, I forgave him. I'm not going to tell him, but I did forgive him or, you know. Forgiveness is for you. I think forgiveness is a process for you to begin healing. I do not think that forgiveness is always a process for you to allow people back in your life, for you to give them any pass for what they did. You don't have to um, feed them and give them a hug because you forgave them and all of this stuff. You could just say, you know, my form of forgiveness with this person is healing, that I will no longer allow this person to impact me. Um, I understand pieces of their their story, maybe, 
and how they could have been this way, but they still have no place in my life. So, and I don't believe in forgiving and forgetting. Uh, Yes, I was going to ask about that. Yes, I don't believe in forgiving and forgetting. I do believe in forgiving and remembering, but also not being concerned. Mm. Thank you for saying that because that was, you know, my struggle for a long time. And I'm sure it's for a lot of listeners, which is, I was like, what, what does that mean? Like if I forgive this person, like, oh, this never happened. Or I now have to be like BFFs with you again. Or, you know, there was uh, an on off relationship I had for a long time. And this person just fucked with my head and, and I, I ended up going to, I used to have a, a, a monk, which always sounds weird when I say it out loud, but I, I had a, a Buddhist monk that I used to go to. And I remember asking her, I was like, look, like, I want to let this go. Mm-hmm. But does that mean that what I act like this shit never happened? Because I mean, it's, it's part of my experience. And two, does that mean because this person was still trying to the guy was still trying to be in touch with me? I was like, does that mean I have to be friends with him because I've forgiven him? But it's like, I don't want to because that person still brings me down. And and that was the biggest lesson where, you know, she was like, oh, no, no, no. You can forgive somebody, but you still set a boundary that this behavior is still not acceptable in my life. Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't make me feel good. And so, yeah, you don't have to forget how this person kind of treated you. Yeah. Yeah. You can, I would say, forgive and move on. Yes. I forgive you and I am moving on with my life um, and I don't have to invite you in it. Now, there are some times when we forgive people and we want to give them a second chance. Um, And that's, you know, that's your business. But you can also just, you know, forgive and, and move on. But forgive and forgetting, I think, is you know, it's really something that we've said for years to keep people from, from feeling mm. and it's not healthy because we never tell people to forget about positive things. Forget about that time you first went to Disney. Forget about that time. You know, it's not like, you know, that memory was so great. Forget about it. So the way that memories work, we remember them all mm. or whatever yeah. we felt was impactful. I ain't going to say all oh, because some people remind me of stuff. I'm like, I do not remember that. but. You know, <laughs> whatever we felt was impactful, we remember that. And so we don't have to get rid of memories and it's really no memory erasing. Um, and we can remember people who we no longer have relationships with and think about those fine times and think about the painful ones. We don't have to, oh my gosh, I can't believe I thought of that time where it's okay to remember that too, because that remembering will keep you sharp as you're meeting new people to invite into your life. I want those memories. I want to remember how somebody did me such and such way because when I meet someone else, I want to, oh, this feels familiar. <laughs> like Because I had this mm-hmm. old memory that I'm hanging on to. I don't want to remember it all the time. I don't want to think about it all day. I don't want to have dreams about it. But it's okay if things come up from time to time. Yeah, because that's what I, I love that you you have one of these posts on Instagram um, of like what forgiveness does not mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, some of the things you mentioned, which is like sort of doesn't mean you have to continue to stay in that unhealthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it also doesn't mean that you can't talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's something you mentioned where it's like, 
again, this idea of forgetting where it's almost like, oh, if I forgive this person, it or or this or myself, it means I can never discuss this again because or it can never pain me again. Mm. And that's not reasonable. No, that's right? not reasonable at all. And sometimes when we forgive people and we're still in a relationship with them, things may come up. You know, when you think of infidelity, you can forgive someone and continue in the relationship with them and steal those moments of like, oh my gosh, I can't trust this person. That might come up. Mm-hmm. It might come up. It doesn't mean that it's anything you need to forget, but you also don't have to dwell on it. Um, so, you know, sometimes things come up for us and it's, you know, it's not always the healthiest to try to push those things down. I would wonder why is it coming up right now? What are my feelings trying to tell me? What does this mean? Um, was, was there anything that happened that may have triggered this, but certainly not just dismissing the feeling as something or the thought as something that, um, is unnecessary and needs to be wiped out. Uh, you know, you have sort of mentioned, uh, before about if you forgive somebody, it's not like you should tolerate the same behavior in the future. Mm -hmm. What is that kind of fine line, right? Because when you are, I mean, in therapy or in couples therapy, in my experience in the past, has as uh, you know, they they often say like, "Okay, you have forgiven this, don't bring it back up." But how do you not bring it back up if the if the behavior is continuing? And I don't mean just fidelity; it could be whatever. It could be like they just refuse. Or, I don't know, to do the dishes and you yelled at them. I don't know. You know, just like. I think you can bring up the situation you're talking about without bringing up the past. Mm. I asked you to do the dishes today. You know, it it doesn't have to be, you never do the dishes. And then you name 102 times when they didn't do them. Um, Because really, you know, I I bet there's another 102 times that they have done them. Right. And so, and so it's really not a valid argument to say you never you know we love to throw you never in there as a real dig to people and it's like actually yesterday you know (laughs) yesterday I did do the you're talking about today you know so keep the conversation present and say you know today um this time right now is really important to do that and not do this whole uh in the past and it's like okay are we talking seven years ago and then for 2,000 times I've done blank in a positive way. And then today I've done this one thing and now you're bringing up seven years ago. Um, Your issue is right now, so keep it present. And this is one that kind of annoys me now when I hear from my friends, even though I was this person, um, which is, the idea of closure. Uh, mm, I also used to be very obsessed with closure. Mm, you know, forgiveness felt like, oh, this all needs to be wrapped up in a happy little ball and everybody all needs to be on the same page and, like, this person needs to know I forgave them and blah, blah, blah. And and now as I've grown older, I'm like, I just don't give a fuck about closure. I'm mm. like, look, man, I'm over it. I'm done. I don't want to discuss this with you. This is a me thing and it's for me. Um 
But like I just had a friend recently, he got cheated on and he's been obsessed with closure. Mm -hmm. And on one end, he kind of forgives her. He's like, okay, like you did what you did. But he is obsessed with, and he doesn't want to be with her, but he's obsessed with just fucking making this happy little ball where she tells him everything and and they've discussed it. And every time he tries, it makes it worse. Mm. Yeah, I often, what do, pe- what do people mean by closure? I, and Aisha, I would love to know, like, what what does closure really mean? Does it mean like having this final lay everything out sort of conversation? Does it mean like there is some rectifying of like wh- what happens during this closure? And then I'll respond to the question. I'd love to know what the closure is. I said the closure. <laughs> like it's Aisha, the right. club, the closure. Right. Yeah, mean, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. I think what people think slash want it to be is this grand final answer that's just going to make everything make sense and make them better. Mm -hmm. But I don't really think that exists, to be honest. And I I think for me also, closure used to be that we wrapped it up in a a way that we could be Mm -hmm. friends at the end. Mm -hmm. That like, even if this person fucked me over, we could have a discussion about it. We, you know, he or, or she or they told us how they felt and why they did something. And maybe we could come to a mutual understanding and live happily ever after mm-hmm. as friends. Even mm-hmm. it's like, it wasn't even like you had to get back together. It was just like, you don't want this beef at the end of it. Mm. So typically when I hear people talk about closure, it's that it's like, they want something to make them take this conversation to make them feel better. They want to understand the person's behavior they want to leave the relationship amicably, which is all great things. <clears throat> I think the majority of closure conversations tend to be, and, I, and I'm not a huge majority, but I would say maybe 55% if I had to do like just the user poll. It's people reestablishing how much of jerks they are. You know, it's not like them being like, you know, this is, it was me, it wasn't you. You know, it's like, I still didn't do anything. You know, (laughs) it's like, I don't feel better. You know, I've certainly had those conversations where you think like, okay, let's have this conversation. This is the mature thing. And you have it and you're like, why did I do this? Like, I am more irritated with this person than I was before because I went into it with some expectation that, you know, they would be honest or... But why was I expecting honesty from a dishonest person? Uh-huh. I don't know. Right. I don't know that. This, is, this actually made me like them less, not knowing. <laughs> yeah. It's like the end of a book and you don't know what happened. It's like, <laughs> I can make up a story. Right. But now this person is telling me what happened and it's even crazier than what I made up. <laughs> yes, uh, that happens all the time. Wait, you kind of cut out a little there. I said, I don't even Mm -hmm. want it. It's just like, you know, uh, what's happening here? I think that, so in all honesty, I think closing conversations could be helpful. But my suggestion is always manage your expectations. If you are going into it expecting a dishonest person, to be honest, 
them to own up what to what they did, them to tell you the deeper meaning of this thing, you know, uh, them to acknowledge how much they hurt you and all of these things. Um, be aware that a lot of people don't have the capacity to do that. And that has nothing to do with you, but their own, you know, inability to tap into those parts of themselves that, that could do that. People don't like to be wrong. People don't like to, you know, whatever. And maybe it was you, you know, like, you know, there are certain things that, that, that just don't necessarily come out of that conversation. But if you want to have it, just go into the expectation of just having some final words, kind of doing an exit interview, right? Um, and not having the expectation that this will smooth things over. This will, because that may not be the case, particularly if a person has harmed you in a certain way, they may not be in a space where they are changed, but it can, you know, it can potentially damage you more. I've seen this happen a lot with, um, (coughs) with adult children going to their parents, like a final, like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get them to admit how neglectful they were. And the parent is like, I wasn't, you, you had everything. And, and, you know, this adult is devastated because they're like, oh my gosh, like they've done it again. And it's like, yeah, like some, sometimes people can't see themselves. They just can't. And so you're, you're talking to this person who doesn't have the capacity to see themselves and you're really wanting something different that they can't offer. And it's unfortunate. And so in those cases, I always say, I think the best way to, when you're really dealing with somebody who has the potential to be more harmful in that closure process, it's very important to be in therapy, be in some sort of supportive situation where you can be held after this person potentially, you know, disappoints you. It's, Crazy that you mentioned that because I'm from Toronto. I just went back home for the holidays and, you know, my dad and I had a very tumultuous relationship. He is now 72, turning 73. I guess he's going through his, oh, you know, reflective stage in his life where he's, he is going back and looking at his life a lot. And he sat me down and it was crazy. He first cried, but then he also was just like, tell me all the ways you think I screwed you up. Mm. And I was like, huh? And I was like, I I really don't want to do this. I also thought it was like a trick question. I was like, this is gonna, I don't think anybody really wants him. Yeah. And so then I was like, "Mm." and then I was like, okay, fine. So I started telling him and it was weird because But I had told him, I was like, look, man, I forgive you. Like, I came to that place a long time ago. Um, I'm not here to try to make you feel bad. You're just asking me, so I'm telling you. But as I was telling him, there were some things that he was like, that Mm. never happened. Mm. Full on. Mm. And I was like, and I had a choice in that moment where I was like, okay, either you're going to get really upset. But I sort of knew. I was like, you know that there's, there's some things he has blacked out of his memory. Maybe it's just his way of coping and dealing with it by just saying, never happened. Mm. And he did apologize to me at the end, but it was so crazy for me because I had actually truly gotten to a place I had forgiven him before the apology. So I appreciated the apology and I didn't realize that, oh, there was a lightness that kind of came from it. But also like, in a sense, I was proud of myself for getting to that place where I finally, after all these years in therapy, 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 I'm a big advocate of therapy, 
came to a point of, oh, I can hear this. He's totally saying it didn't happen when it happened. And I could just be like, okay. <laughs> right. Like, thumbs up. All right, man. I don't want to, you know, you're 73. Like, I, I don't want to make this chapter of your life yeah. sad. Mm-hmm. Um, is forgiveness acceptance? Is it just, is it as simple as just saying, like, I accept what happened? Mm. I think it can be. I think forgiveness is the acceptance of what happened and knowing that you couldn't change it and nothing can be different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, right? I mean, Aish, do you, do you feel like it's, what is, what is the hardest part for you when it comes to forgiving others and maybe yourself? I guess when it comes to others, it's, man, it's the acknowledging that what you did hurt me and then allowing myself to, I guess, talk to them about it and ultimately forgive them. So I guess it's the whole, I don't know, it's the whole thing. <laughs> but you still feel like you have to talk yeah, to I them about it. Yeah, I think it's the initial bringing it up is like the hardest part actually for me because then I'll, I will have like a physical reaction when I know I need to talk to somebody. So I think that initial block. So what about the people you can't talk to now? Like what if it's like your exes and you're trying to forgive them, but you don't talk to them now? Does that mean you sort of feel stuck? Um, for those ones, it's more of me forgiving myself or like allowing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, myself to be in those situations and then just being so mad at myself for being in those situations. So a lot of that for the people that I'm not going to talk to is more of me allowing myself mm-hmm. that room to forgive myself for that. Less, it's less about them. It's more about me mm-hmm. for that. Do you find Nedra as you have been working with clients and I'm sure you've had, you know, the clients that stay with you for years and then you have the clients who who have grown and and come out of those places. Does have you ever found like the role of forgiveness in that to be sort of pivotal in any way? Yeah, I think it's very important that we forgive ourselves for things we we allow, things we didn't know could happen, um, staying too long in relationships, accepting certain behaviors, not acting sooner. We we do have to learn how to forgive ourselves for that, and sometimes it's harder than forgiving the other person. And it's what you said earlier: like I forgave him, but I didn't forgive myself, and really. Um, it's really about you accepting that these things happen. And, you know, when, when things happen with us, with other people involved, sometimes we can't do anything about them. And sometimes we can. And we have a hard time forgiving both. Whether it's, I was walking down the street and somebody robbed me. You know, we always come up with the, I shouldn't have been walking down the street. I should have. And it's like, no one is supposed to rob you, period. <laughs> yeah. No one, I mean, there is no blame for you here. You know, um, when I was in college, I, I had this like car and it was difficult to get in the car. So I used to just leave the doors open and, uh, or unlock, 
And I had some textbook in the car, textbooks in the car, and someone stole them out of the car. And the police said to me, where, where your doors are? I said, no, they should have been locked. I said, no, no one should be in my car. Right. Like you just, yeah. and I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, they were old textbooks. I didn't need them at the time. I were actually going to sell them, that sort of thing. You know how it is. But, you know, I, I think that, you know, to say you are at fault, someone broke in my car. <laughs> like, no one should yeah. be in my car. And I get it. I should lock my doors at all times. Please don't leave your doors open. I completely agree with that. Um, but no one should go in your car. Yes. Uh, I, I love that. I actually, I, I don't know why. When you said it out loud, it's like, it feels so simple. But I'm like, uh, fuck, duh. Because yeah, we, we like do to blame people. Yeah. They broke in your house. Was your, do you have an alarm? Were your doors locked? Yes. They shouldn't be in your right. house. They don't live there. <laughs> like that, it's that simple. Like, can we yeah. get some fingerprints? <laughs> like, that's what that's what we're focusing on. Catching the person that broke into my house without my permission. They do not live here. I don't care if the door was wide open for seven days. You do not go in the house. It's not your house, right? So it's it's yeah. one of these things because this has been ingrained in us that we must have done something that we're always looking to blame ourselves for even people mistreating us. What did I say to them? It doesn't matter what you said. No one should do X. No one should hit you. No one should yell at you and abuse. That shouldn't happen. It doesn't matter what you said, what you did, if you were late, all of these things. These are just reasons for you to justify yourself being bad. And that's not okay. Do you think it comes down, like, do you think it's like a control thing? Because, like, we keep bringing it back to ourselves, like, oh, maybe I should have locked the door because that's the only thing I could have controlled in the situation. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. if it's an unreasonable thing. Absolutely. Yeah, we can't, we can't control everything. Um, and I think in those scenarios, we do think we, we have more control than we actually do about how people treat us. And again, in relationships... It's a slow process of emotional abuse. It's a slow process of physical abuse. No one can just do these things to you upon meeting you. It has to be like a trend, a a slow tipping away of your self-esteem, your self-worth. Your, you know, it has to be slow because if it's not slow, people wouldn't be able to do it. Oh, it's so true. That's such a great point. Yeah. Also. So it's it's like you have been manipulated into yeah. being in this situation because you wouldn't tolerate this on a first date. You wouldn't tolerate this true. in the uh-huh. first week. They had to get you to a point where it was tolerable, where you felt like, oh my gosh, I need this person right. or I'm afraid to leave or, you know, they had to put the other people out of your life to get you to you only have them. There's so many things that people have to do to get you to that space that once you're there, you're already in a different space of unknowing yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you find that people who can't forgive themselves or, I mean, how do I phrase, do do people who struggle with forgiveness, uh, do you find that it stops them from sort of finding love, like mm. really finding happiness and peace? Maybe, but I think it stops them from having really connected relationships. When you mentioned you and your dad, uh, 
I think whatever you mentioned to your dad, maybe it was so much for him that he couldn't believe that he would do a thing. And maybe that was something he wouldn't be able to forgive himself for. So he's like, yeah, that didn't happen. So like too far. All right. I didn't come to some dance recitals, but that thing you will not say to me. Like that is something that I can't even accept about myself. And so, yeah, it does keep the relationship in a space because you know the truth and he's unwilling to know the truth or accept the truth. And so there is this level of closeness that cannot be had because there's no honesty there. Yeah. And so I think sometimes when people haven't forgiven themselves, it does get in the way of having close attachment sometimes. And then there are people who come along and, you know, maybe it's not the case in our lives. So it really depends. I don't think it's a hard, fast rule there. So, Can you forgive people who don't accept their mistake? Yes, absolutely. Because again, if we're saying that forgiveness is acceptance, forgiveness is our willingness to move forward. Um, Forgiveness is our ability to accept our reality. Uh, Yeah, people don't have to apologize to you for you to forgive them. It's just like, I'm going to forgive you because I want to continue to live my life and not always think about the role you played in in ruining it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it, when I was thinking about this episode, I was kind of like, this episode isn't just for the people who, you know, l- for lack of a better word, in a sense, were the victims, you mm-hmm. know? It's also sort of for, like, the fuckboy girl, the person, you know, who who might be wanting to change their ways mm-hmm. but are sort of struggling because they're like, fuck, I was a dick. Mm-hmm. And... And people have a hard time, you know, even the the assholes. Somebody had said this on the podcast and I rolled my eyes. I remember right in the beginning when we first, first started this, they were like, fuck boy, deserve love too. And I like rolled my eyes. I was like, fuck the fuck boys. But the truth is everybody deserves forgiveness, right? Even the people who have truly fucked over somebody else. Yeah, a great movie. Of, you know, I love movies. Um, <laughs> what, is, what is the movie with Jamie Foxx and he is on death row? It's a, Just Mercy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That movie was just amazing. MBJ, I mean, let's just and, stop for a second. Honor Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> okay, we did it. <laughs> um, but... In that movie, you saw people who actually committed heinous crimes and to get the, to know the character as a person, you even felt bad when they were, you know, punished for those crimes. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, so, you know, it's like, yeah, people can do bad stuff and we can still feel bad for them. You know, it's not like, you know, people are beyond grace. People are beyond redemption. Um, no matter what they've done, um, that they can be forgiven. And, you know, who are we to say that you have forever done something that's terrible? It's like, please don't treat me with that measure of judgment ever. (laughs) Yeah. um, And we're not doing anything to the level of what they did in that movie. But, you know, um, I think that people are deserving of grace. And so sometimes we are not our best selves. Sometimes we are getting into relationships with people 
when we are unhealed and we are abusing these people. It doesn't mean that we can't be a good person in the next relationship. And so, yeah, we do have to forgive ourselves if we weren't nice to people, if we've been the, you know, the abusers and these sorts of things that, you know, people, people deserve grace. And it's, you know, it's not really up to me to um, withhold that. Uh, because I'm human too. A lot of times I've, you know, I've definitely sat in therapy with people who have done things that are not um, on the up and up and they've done things to harm other people. And I don't want them to feel bad about that or like they're a terrible person for doing it. Um, You deserve grace and you deserve to be treated with respect and dignity and, you know, do better next time. Mm -hmm. You... That's very nice of you. I, mean, I don't know. I could never be a therapist. <laughs> I'd be like, you fucking right. dick. Um, <laughs> uh, well, don't but, be a therapist with that attitude. No, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I couldn't. Um, I'm just joking, guys. I'm not that mean. Uh, you've mentioned on Instagram a concept that I think might be relevant to this, where you talk about imperfection mm-hmm. and 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 sort of embracing that we are imperfect people. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that plays into it a little bit that like we have this high expectation of ourselves? I mean, we obviously have it of our parents, right? We the, the uh, you must have heard this a million times of people including myself, whose perspective changed when you realized, oh my God, my parent was a human. Like, wow, they were also my age. And what did I do at that age? I was fucking around doing this. Of course they did this. Um, Are we kind of like that with ourselves too? Like we hold ourselves to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And then when that image is broken, it's hard. Yeah, I think we hold ourselves to a higher standard. and we hold people to a, other people to an even higher standard and, and people ca- can't always meet that expectation. And we don't either. And that's why we so, we're so hard on ourselves when we do anything that's like, oh my gosh, I did this bad thing. And it's like, well, what did you do? <laughs> you know, it's like, we are terrible towards ourselves and we take that same level of judgment and we apply it to other people. And, you know, it's hard to always be good. It's, it's hard to always, you know, say the right thing to people. Sometimes we go off. Sometimes we don't say things in a proper way. Sometimes we are mean. Um, you know, if someone tells you Nedra is mean, believe it. I probably, I might've been, you know, I'm generally nice, but I don't know. I could have, you know, like things happen to people. It doesn't mean they're an overall bad person doesn't mean they're overall bad. And people who are bad to you can be nice to someone else. So, you know, it's, it's, it's very hard to, to see a person and just say, because they did this thing that they are completely bad. I don't believe in that. Of course, yes, I'm a therapist. I've, I've done therapy with sex offenders and, you know, people who have had, you know, um, different issues in their relationships. And sometimes they were the, you know, facilitator of the issue. And I don't condemn people for being people. Mm-hmm. And we know that all people aren't good people. And so sometimes people do bad things and we still have to, you know, be respectful of them. We still have to, you know, have some grace because that's just the human way. We don't always get it right. I won't be hard on you just like I won't be hard on myself, but also I will be very gentle in how I let you treat me too. But um, 
Yeah, I think we have to accept that we are imperfect and other people are too. No one is perfect. Nobody always gets it right that, you know, sometimes people can do something. It does not mean they're a completely bad person. It means that they did something. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, as we wrap out this episode, uh, do you have any sort of like if somebody's just starting sort of this process of forgiving themselves and or others? Um, what can they expect from that process? Like just like straight up, you know, some people might not even understand what they'll, what they're feeling as they're going through it. And are there any steps that they could take to try to, or kind of like make that process easier? Yeah, I think a really good, good thing to do is to think of what you would tell someone else. Most of the time when, when our friends mess up and do something, we're like, you're not that bad. It's going to be okay. Take whatever you would tell them and apply it to yourself. Listen mm-hmm. to your own advice about grace and not judging yourself because it's a very beautiful practice. And the less you judge other people, the less you start to judge yourself. When you start to see people doing things and you're just like, mm, human experience, mm-hmm. the more you'll start to do that with yourself. When you start to just read people for, for doing, I can't believe that. That's, what, that's how you'll talk to yourself. So be mindful of the energy you're putting out there when people are doing things because people don't always get it right. You know, I see, you know, um, I think a wonderful way to practice that is when celebrities do stuff. Oh, my gosh. We just go to no end about their character, who they are. Practice being gentle because you will need that same thing when it comes time for you to be gentle with yourself. You will need somebody to say, oh, wow, you know, sometimes people just just practice. Practice on other people and start to practice on yourself, just being gentle. That's such great advice. Uh, I don't think I've also ever really thought of it that way, but you're right. The way we judge Mm -hmm. others is also probably the same kind and level and with equal force Mm -hmm. judgment we're using Mm -hmm. on ourselves. That's really great. Um, Nedra, I mean, thank you so much for being on the show. You're you're hilarious. You're insightful. <laughs> you have this amazing Instagram. Teach yes. us your ways. Um, <laughs> no, we're we're so so grateful for your time. Um, how can everybody find you? Once again, your book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace: A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself. Uh, tell everybody all the good things. Yes, I am most present on Instagram. Um, I have a website with some helpful tools and quizzes on there. It's nedratawab.com. Um, yeah, check me out on Instagram. Thank you again for being on the show. And friends, um, all of that will be in the description of this episode. Thanks, guys, mm-hmm. for listening to this episode. If you could please follow us on social media, we're at Kind of Dating Across the Board. Aisha, I am where at, you at Aisha Says Dance Across the Board. Uh, I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha.Chandel on Twitter, Natasha underscore Chandel on Wait, wait, Uh-oh. I did that wrong. <laughs> Damn it. Nedra, this is like not, this isn't a joke. This is actually how it, it always ends at the end of the podcast (laughs) because people have taken my handles and then I had to make all these like iterations of my name and I forget my own thing. So let's try it again, guys. (laughs) Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha.Chandel on TikTok, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Um, Thank you, friends, for downloading this episode. Uh, If you have a second, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. We'd be so grateful. Only five stars, though. 
Thank you. Um, also send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kind of Dating is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Kind of Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Our producer is Adam Pineless, and our intern is Karina Uribe. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yenick and K. Daniel Ellis.